It's actually kind of incredible the amount of free bots and like software that they have people have written for Discord. Yeah. Along with just like video games in general, like mod communities. That's something about, I mean, it's to an extent on consoles, but that's kind of the cool thing about uh, PC games as well, is just how extensive the the modding communities get. Like Skyrim, bro. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the videos on YouTube, but Skyrim has some crazy amount of mods. <laughs> and then like Minecraft, of course, like everything out there. But I'm so far behind on anything like PC related. I, I don't I don't really even use my laptop. Like oh yeah. My, I use my laptop like work. once or twice a month. I have like my work laptop that I, I use every day for work, but my personal laptop I I just don't do anything on it. Yeah. How old is your laptop? Your personal one? I got it uh, probably like sophomore or junior year of college, so I don't know, five, six years ago. Yeah, mine mine's probably around a similar age and it's it's starting to go. I feel like with laptops, it's usually like you can get like six, six, seven years out of it, and then it it's it starts to feel pretty dated. I actually just got a new iPhone the other oh, day. Oh, you did it? Yeah. I, I actually just got got it too. Oh yeah. I haven't yeah. opened it up yet because I didn't have a case or anything. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't cracked that bad boy open, but I just ordered a case online, so it's. I think it's coming in today. Nice. That, that that's a major upgrade for me, coming from the seven plus. Yeah. <laughs> Jump, jumping up what? Eight generations. <laughs> it's gonna be nice though, because I can't use any of the updated, um, like the iOS, whatever the most recent one is. I'm on yeah. like two back because the phone just doesn't support it. So yeah, I feel I'm like you start forward to, to like that. Yeah, incompatibilities with apps and stuff. Yeah, there's that, and then also it only has 32 gigabytes of Oof. memory, and like 30 of it is taken up by all the system stuff. So I have <laughs> two gigabytes to work with. <laughs> it's been tough. Like if I want to, if I'm on going on a plane and I want to download some music or something, I have to like delete a whole bunch of stuff and then like download the music then delete it afterwards. So lo- looking forward to that. Did you get the, um, the big one or the normal size one? I got the normal size. Yeah. I just, the big one, I just feel like it's, it's too chunky, too yeah. big. Yeah. I got the big one just cause my, I think my eyes are starting to go. So <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to trying to make it as easy for myself and my geriatric eyes as possible. Have you noticed that at all? Like working on computers, like since I'm I'm sure a good portion of your job now is is working on computers and like sending emails and stuff. At least from what you've told me. But uh, like aside from the lab work, but that's when I noticed my vision started to deteriorate is when I first started working like full-time job software and then I was just staring at a computer screen all day and I'd come home and my eyes would feel like weird like strained yeah I like maybe I'm I don't I'm very unobservant so I don't really notice anything 
Um, <laughs> so like I yeah, I, I, just I just gushing blood out here, just dying. <laughs> this fatal flesh wound. Like I don't remember how good my eyesight was before. I don't like I, I don't really keep track of of what things affect. I don't know. It's but uh, but yeah, I. I definitely have noticed, I feel like my, my eyesight's not the best. I mean, it's never been like perfect, but I've never needed like glasses or contacts or anything, but I've, I've been meaning to go get a pair of glasses just because my, my mom has a pair of glasses and we must have the exact same eyes because when I put hers on, it's, it's crazy. Like everything is so crisp. You see like a sign from, you get that 4k HDR. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like, uh, it's like every word, like if the lines are, is it far away stuff for you or near yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah, far stuff. So like signs that are far away, like it's not that I couldn't read them. It's just that you know the the lines are a little fuzzy around the edges. But when I put the glasses on, it's like perfectly crisp. There's like no pixel bleed over into the <laughs> no outside pixel. of the the word or anything. I was I was thinking I was like man I I figure by the time we're you know our parents' age, they're going to have something aside from LASIK or something like that to regenerate your eyesight. At least I hope so. Cause yeah, that's kind of my philosophy on a lot of things that I just don't really feel like doing, like putting on sunscreen <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, in the future, there'll be a solution to this. So I'm just going to pretend like I don't need to actually I'm just gonna hold take out. care of myself. Who needs it? Oh, so the the last time I saw you, how was the um the rodeo? Oh the yeah, state so fair, was, state fair, yeah, right? yeah, state fair. State fair. Um, that was in Dallas, right? Yeah, it's in Dallas. Um, it was at so so we we got to Dallas. We so we have um I think I might have told you that that thing with Hertz where we uh we get like a special upgrade. Um, when we go, we get to like pick any car from the lot just through like a, a credit card perk. So um, we got to the to the Dallas airport and it's a big airport. So they have like a lot of stuff to choose from. And we beforehand, we were like, OK, let's just get something fuel efficient because, you know, we're going to end up having to drive from Dallas back to Houston. Um, we don't have like much stuff at all. So it's not like we need to haul anything. So we got there. And, you know, there's all your, your typical regular cars. You have some like pickup trucks too. They had a lot of pickup trucks, but then they had a, a Jeep gladiator and I've never been in a Jeep gladiator. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. And Angela likes Jeeps. So we ended up going probably the least fuel efficient car that exists. Um, but so we, we, we got a Jeep gladiator. We stayed at a hotel and then in the morning we were like, okay, we'll go to the fair. It opens at like 1030. So we got there at maybe like, 11 o'clock because we wanted to kind of get there early so we could finish up the day and do the, you know, three and a half, four hour drive back to Houston before it got too late. And we got there and there was no traffic. And when we've gone in previous years, there's always so much traffic there. And so I was like, this is weird. Maybe we just beat the, the rush of people. And then we got to the, to the gate to go parking. And there were like some security guard people standing out there and they were kind of like blocking it and they, they, um, they held up two fingers and we were at like gate, gate number one. So we were like, Oh, gate two. And then they were like, no. And they just kept holding up two fingers. We were like two, two cars, $2. Like, 
yeah peace and and they and then after like they just wouldn't say anything else and then after like five tries we figured out they were saying 2 p.m which is when the fair was going to open we're like what i i could have sworn it opens at like 10 30 or 11 or something and so then we looked it up and they said that there was a um there had been a shooting at the fair the previous night um and i don't think anyone died i think it was maybe like three people were injured um just some random guy just just shot i don't i don't even know if he probably just got into an argument with someone and that's how people handle their arguments around here um so (laughs) yes then it was they, they had a delayed opening the next day but i'm pretty sure last year when we went the day after we went to the fair, there was also a shooting. I think it's just like a yearly thing that like someone shoots up the fair every year because they they're they're angry at the price of a corn dog or something. Just a nice tradition to keep going. So, but well, duel maybe it was a duel. <laughs> maybe they're having a duel like a high noon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for uh for some for a plush animal, the winner. Yeah. Um. But it was it was good. I mean, it's uh, I like the rodeo better personally, but um, but it's solid overall. I mean, it's a you know big fair, a lot of a lot of crazy food and um, and you know games and stuff. But I, I like the rodeo because the rodeo you get you get kind of all you get all the same fair stuff. Like it's pretty much just as big of a fair, but then you also get like a whole big rodeo. Um, and then you also get like a good concert. So, um, it just, and it's also, you know, you don't have to go to Dallas. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the rodeo, I'm interested in going to see the rodeo. When does that yeah, you should, take place? It's like end of February, early March. So you should, yeah. you should definitely come like, uh, I'll yeah, definitely I'll go multiple days. It's super cheap too. It's like, it's always like, it's like 20, 25 bucks and you get like, you get a whole fair, you get the rodeo and you get pretty solid concerts. So. Yeah. I think that would, that would be really cool to go to with the, the bull riding and the, the calf roping and all that stuff. Yep. I think that would be fun to do. Like I, not necessarily bull riding, but I feel like roping calves, like roping those animals, cowboy style. I'd love yeah. to try that out. No, there's some like cool so ones. much fun. There's somewhere like you, you like ride up alongside and you like jump off and tackle it and like yeah. tie it up and stuff. Like there are some crazy, crazy events. You'd be good at that stuff. I have a feeling you'd have a, a knack for that sort of thing, Nick. Yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> for some wrangling. I think the wrangling would be pretty good cool. at wrangling. Yeah. yeah. I got the long arms. I can wrap them around the, <laughs> yeah, you can the animals pretty, pretty well don't even need a lasso you also got the whole kit too between the boots and the hat and everything yeah i'm looking forward to getting more uh more boots i'm going i think i mentioned i'm going to el paso in uh february with my dad we're just gonna go like hiking around at some national parks around there but um but el paso has a an outlet store for the the boot brand that i i have mm-hmm. um so i'm looking forward to to trying to pick up some more boots i i want some cool cool types of leather like some type of reptile or yeah scoping out some, or something. Deals. some stingray scoping out some deals on that stingray leather yeah i got my eye on the stingray bro you well, i should just catch one of the stingrays down here and <laughs> send it over 
Yeah. Tan it up, make it into some boots. That's something I I know nothing about uh like that whole process of of making leather. Yeah, that neither do I. I just know like you just once you skin it, it's like some chemicals that you have to you basically like scrape it off in some chemicals, but I don't know what exactly it is that turns it from just like skin to leather. Right. It's so weird to think about too. Like yeah, like yeah, it's literally like it's just it's just, just straight skin. up skin that gets turned into stuff that you wear on your skin. It's kind of weird. You're wearing a skin suit. Yeah, if you're wearing like a leather jacket or pants or something, some cow. I mean, at least it's not going to waste though. Like, how, imagine the amount of waste that would be generated from just like the beef industry. Or oh yeah, industry. if it, if you couldn't use that for leather. It's just like right. a massive portion of the body that just gets yeah. lost out otherwise. I, w- I wonder what which cows are used for like if it's all of them or if there's like certain ones that that I are know used. There's different for... grades of leather too. So I'm sure there's probably like special cows. You know how they have uh, the wagyu beef and stuff. Yeah. For, so that's like for food. I'm sure they have like special the equivalent of wagyu leather cows where you get that primo you know prime grade the a1 yeah that a1 a1 i don't know if a1 or a5 is better but a1 a1 steak sauce yeah but it is interesting too how and it's been around forever too people were making leather thousands and thousands of years yeah yeah that's like uh so i i continued watching dr stone um after i i left your place and it's 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 kind of just crazy to think about all these things that we were doing so long like thousands and thousands of years ago that we just figured out like gunpowder like these random mixtures of of different chemicals that you find from like rot like obviously it's probably exaggerated in dr stone but um but i feel like to some degree it's like it's it's similar and like people just kind of messed around with stuff and figured things out and and the crazy thing too is to think that if you just sent someone back who knows about all that stuff from today like you could you could just make you could just discover all these new things that that the world has never seen and, and it's not like they're they're hard things it's just that you have to know that you have to like you know mix these things or do this certain process it's just yeah. like the knowledge itself it's it's not like the difficulty in doing it. It's it's just knowing it. Is, yeah, you show up um, back then with like how to tie a shoelace, and then yeah. you're gonna be like a god. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, this guy knows how to tie shoelaces, bro. <laughs> this dude is wild. What the heck did he do there? Oh, speaking yeah. of shoelaces, what what technique do you use? Do you go around the tree or you go double bunny ears? Uh, I go around the tree i think round the, round the tree yeah yeah and i feel like round the tree is the popular you know that's the that's like being right-handed i feel like there's a lot less double bunny ear folks out there that's like the equivalent of being left-handed my what brother do you do? Nick, round the tree my brother okay. nick and my dad do bunny ears maybe it's a maybe it's a dyslexic thing yeah maybe it is <laughs> <laughs> they're they they both are right yeah yep yeah, it's it's genetically passed down. 
the bunny ears bunny ears gene father to second they're gonna find that on 23 and (laughs) me that's in that database that you were telling me about right oh yeah there's like some secondary database or it's like some research database right yeah i think it's called like prometheus um that's a cool name name. yeah Yeah, it is a cool name there's Uh, i i really appreciate a well-named uh company or or website or whatever it is yeah no, there's there are some really good ones that being in like biotech industry you get like 95 percent just terrible names they all just combine like a prefix and a suffix from two science related words whether it's yeah so they're playing like buzzword vaccine. bingo yeah it's like biovac or like uh, <laughs> stuff like that it's versus like i i do i do like moderna though because they they slip in the mrna in there like oh, that. that's that's clever. That, I didn't even think so. Of that. Yeah, and that's their like stock, their stock symbol too. Um, oh yeah, that, mRNA. That's smart. It's at least so clever. They, but. they go like a, they're like a hundred percent all in on the mRNA stuff now. Yeah, yeah. They they've been they've been mRNA like since the oh, beginning. Really? But okay. yeah, so they they had actually been working on like before COVID, they were working on a lot of different stuff. Um, like a lot of therapeutic applications to non-vaccine stuff. Um, and, and like they, they had gotten a ton of investment. Like they were one of the, they were one of the most heavily like hyped up and invested in biotech companies. But, um, but yeah, when COVID hit and they were able to, to pivot that into a vaccine they and just were able blast it off. Moment. Yeah. So that kind of, I wonder what the population or not the population, the employee count went from oh yeah because they're probably one of the few companies that exploded like it was like them amazon you know uh all those sorts of actually a lot of tech companies exploded they just hired the people and that's why so many people started getting laid off off recently (laughs) yeah i've been seeing a whole bunch of bankruptcies too for like companies and you, you you remember omegle the yeah. website, that just got shut down, I saw. Omegle got shut down. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like they have all sorts of other problems. Yeah, it, I was surprised it lasted as long as it did. Yeah. It's basically just like, you know, creepy people on there flashing. Yeah. But it, didn't WeWork file for bankruptcy? Yeah, WeWork, that's the other, one of the other big ones I saw. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of news going on. And then, then uh, what's his name? The crypto guy. He got, oh. he got, got, Sam, yeah, Sam Sammy, hyphenated last name. I just don't know how that guy fooled so many people. Like, I understand, yeah. I can understand Ponzi, like the Ponzi guy, Ponzi scheme and, and Bernie Madoff and stuff like that, where you're, you're kind of in an industry for a while and it's it's kind of just a house of cards and a lot of stuff going on in the back end, but there's just a lot of social proof behind it. The crypto thing is so quick. It like came up so quick. It's not like it has years of, of backing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And I feel like he's so uncharismatic and he's not exactly. like his girlfriend looked like a goblin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she was a creature. <laughs> Uh, maybe people thought they they were just so lame that they had to know what they were doing yeah they had to be legit they were just like they got really beaten with the ugly stick (laughs) (laughs) 
God's not that cruel. (laughs) Yeah. He's not going to make them dumb as well. But they were wrong. I also saw something. I was reading that a some NBA player purchased a house from some other kind of crypto scammer and he was trying to void the sale because he had had like three people show up threatening him because like the previous owner was this crypto scammer who, you know, stole a lot of money from these these rich folks and so there these people were like sending like hitmen over to his house like where is this dude and the dude's like i don't i have no clue who you're talking about like i just moved here i'm an nba player so he's trying to like void the sale because he's just getting all these like crazy people coming after him coming after the wrong guy at the at this guy's former house but yeah all that crypto nft stuff i'm I'm glad i stayed away from it yeah me too it just seems so st- stupid like let's let's just burn let's just burn energy to uncover a made up you know string of numbers and and exchange it yep it's wild absolute craziness so at the fair um what sort of stuff do they have there at that that texas and also is the is the fairgrounds is it always in the same place i'd have to imagine it probably is yeah, yeah, it's always in. I think it's called Fair Park. I'm not. I'm not the most educated on my my Texas history, but but they have like the. Oh gosh, um, either the Cotton Bowl or the Rose Bowl. I think, possibly, um, which is where they have the, the the UT OU game every year. And I I honestly think they don't really do anything else with that entire stadium. Things like a hundred thousand person stadium, and they just play like that one game there Damn. every year. <laughs> but they have that going on while the fair is going on. Like the fair goes on for a couple of weeks, but on on one of the the Saturdays, uh, they also have the game the game going on. So it's like all all around there, and there's like um, a bunch of big buildings where they do all the animal have all the animal barns and stuff, and then they have just tents and stuff set up all throughout and and rides. Um, and then a bunch of like vendors and stuff. So we, um, we did. We went to like the Chevy area. You can like drive a Chevy around like a, a little course. Um, and so everyone was in line for like the Corvette because um, everyone wanted to, to drive that. But me and me and Angela, we just went to the to the uh, Blazer EV, um, which is like Chevy's new SUV. EV for next year, um, and there's like no line for that. No one cares about that. So, bro, that thing's um, probably got the same acceleration as the Corvette too. Yeah, no, you you do get to do. There's like a small stretch that's maybe like, I don't know, a hundred yards max where they let you, uh, take yeah, take it off the line. So you can like do like a half a second of acceleration, and then you got to slow down. Um, but the the per and, and you have to drive with an employee from uh. Or you know someone from Chevy, just so they make sure you don't like do anything too stupid. And and the woman we were with, she was like amazed by us because I bet you so many absolutely insane people come in there to drive the cars and just treat it so poorly. And like so, we came in, we put on our seatbelts, and she was like, "Wow, I I've never had someone put on their seatbelt without me telling them to." 
and, and then we went and drop in. Yeah. And then uh, we went to the, to that spot where you can like take off and like we accelerated and she was like, okay, so what you're going to do, you're going to, you know, when the light turns green, you go and accelerate and then you slowly come to a stop. Don't slam on the brakes. And so we did that and just followed the instructions. And she again was absolutely mind blown that we were able to comprehend those instructions because I bet 99% of people are just like absolutely reckless there. Um, so, but yeah, then we got, we got some good food. People there. When, when it's not their own thing, treat stuff like absolute garbage. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like rental cars. I would never buy a, a secondhand <laughs> rental car. Yep. Not a chance. Speaking of Hertz, bro, I got absolutely boned by Hertz. I know you have, you have the premium, like the access, but oh, I was up, up in Connecticut visiting my, my dad. And then me and James had to get up to Boston for this concert that we were going to, to meet up with my friend TJ. And so I was going to take a rental car and then drive to James, pick him up from Yukon and then head up to Boston. And so I booked the car through Hertz online and I get the confirmation email and everything. It's like, okay, like, you know, here's the pickup location and you're all set or whatever. And so then we pull up to the place, kind of this rinky dink operation. And I walk inside and I talk to the guy like at the counter and I was like, oh, here's my name. Like, here's like the reservation. I showed him on the phone. He's like, oh yeah, we we don't have any cars. I was like, what do you mean you don't have any cars? And he's like, I was like, aren't you guys a rental car agency? He goes, oh yeah, we just we don't have anything. We don't have anything, you know, on the lot right now. They're all they're all gone. I was like, but there's the confirmation here from Hertz saying that it's like booked up, and it told me to pick it up at this location. He's like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. We just we just don't got anything. I was like. How does this happen? I was like, how did it allow me to book a car and say that there's a car in stock here if there's nothing? And I was like, how, okay, anything you can do to help me out here? And like, is there any other locations nearby that you can call them up or whatever? He's like, yeah, no, no, I can't really do anything. I was like, okay, thanks a lot. So nope. then we were going to try, me and my dad were going to try to get the rental from the airport. And so I start calling up Hertz on the phone to like check, hopefully get to like somebody at the desk at the airport at Bradley and, and make sure that they have a car there so I don't get burned twice because it's, you know, a 45 minute drive from where we were and I didn't want to have my dad drive all the way for nothing. And so I'm calling and I'm trying to navigate through their, their phone prompts, you know, like press one or whatever. Yeah. So I went down literally every single tree of that phone conversation because every time you'd go down a path it would just take you to it and it would be like for it would be like if you want to do this uh, just go to our website and then it's like press two to return and so then you'd have to like backtrack through and then go down another route and every single one of like the th six routes all led to so the the bot on there going oh you just need to go to the app or website and so finally i found one tree that you can follow down and you actually it will like dial the the desk dial the desk nobody picks up goes to voicemail 
I tried like four times over the course of like 20 minutes. Same thing. Nobody there. So then we just wound up, my dad wound up driving me up to Yukon. We picked up James and then drove us up to Boston because we were just not able to get a rental car. It was nuts. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's yep. <laughs> I've, I've been down that road before with it hurts. It's like, yeah, it's impossible. You can't contact a location. And it's just, it, it drives me nuts that it's pretty much, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really i didn't try with like and actually enterprise just said it didn't have any any cars at the location for for a one-way so at least they were honest there but i don't know why hertz would lie about it like why wouldn't it just say oh there's no inventory there's no cars i, I think i don't i don't think they ever like or they rarely stop you from booking especially if you book in advance and then like just due to circumstances like someone decides to drop off a car at a different location or someone returns their car late or uh, they, they overbooked. And, and so then they just don't end up with, with all the right cars at the right spot, especially if it's like a satellite location and not the mm -hmm. airport. Cause most of the cars end up at the airport at some point. And so then they end up like driving them from the airport to like the satellite locations. But yeah, it's Hertz is a mess. I only do it because of like, and I bear, I still only barely want to do it, even though I get like all these different perks, like in discounts and stuff, it still just makes it always only just barely worth it to do it. So in the absence of those, there's gosh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's a headache. Yeah. Hurts really laid on the hurts. I, I, I had one, I had one time where, um, they charge, they charged me wrong for something. Um, so like they give you your, they give you your, so you, you pay on, you book online ahead of time. It gives you what the amount will be. I went there, I picked up the car. It was, um, they gave me my receipt, but there's like a line of cars. So I wasn't going to go through and like review my receipt all there and like hold up the line. So I, I exited the parking garage and I was like, you know, I really should take a look at this receipt just to make sure everything's all right. And so then I, I pulled over like a couple minutes after the airport in like a parking lot and I looked at the receipt. And it was just wrong. Like they charged me an extra like 150 bucks for absolutely no reason. So I called them. I went through the whole same thing. I ended up getting on the phone with like a Hertz corporate representative. And they were like, oh, we can't do anything. Only the location can do it and um, all this stuff. And, and I was like, okay, well, I just want to make sure that this can be fixed. And they were like, yes, it can be fixed. And then, um, but they're like, but you have to do it at the place you return the car at later on. And so then I went there, I, I went to the return place. They were like, oh, you like at the end of my rental. And they're like, oh yeah, you have to do this with the, um, with the place you rented it from. And I was like, oh my God, well, I'm not there. Cause I returned that, you know, in Boston from Hartford. And then, uh, he was like, here, but I, I know the guy who runs the other one. I'll give you the phone number. Um, so I'm like, okay, great. So then I called the phone number later on after I had left the airport. Cause I was, you know, busy. Uh, it just went straight to the corporate number. I was like, God damn it. Um, and so then, then I just spent like the next hour just arguing with this guy on, on Hertz. Uh, I literally, I went into like their legal documentation and I like read like 50 pages of legal documentation, found that I was justified and in the right on my argument. And I was reading this legal documentation to him and he just kept saying the same thing. And he would, and I was like, he was like, oh, it says that if you do this, then um, it costs extra. And I'm literally reading 
the legal contract that says, if you do this, it, it, it will be at no extra cost. I just kept reading it to him. I was like, I'm not going to let you get off the hook this easy. So I spent like an hour of literally the same dialogue back and forth of him telling me that I was wrong. And I would just read the line over and over again. And it was frustrating him so much. I was like, I'm, I'm committed to this now. He fought, I, and I, in the end, I wasn't able to, to do anything. I, I ended up getting like two free rental days uh, of points um, at the end. But, uh, but still, it's not. I'd rather I would have, have done bucks. a chargeback on the credit card. I was looking that stuff up too, though, and uh, and people were saying they they tried that with their credit card and and like it hasn't been able to do it with Hertz. Like Hertz really? will like fight it and like <laughs> dang yeah. So I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. But man, some companies are sketchy. It's like I it, it, in my my general philosophy with people, companies, like everything is I think it's okay to make mistakes. I mean, there are some times where it's really not okay to make mistakes. Uh, but for the, for the most part, like most people, most professions, most companies, it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, and, and that's and also with people, me. people are aware that it happens as well. Yeah. Like I'm, exactly. a, and I'm, I'm very, I'm a very reasonable person when it comes to like mistakes and I'm very understanding. But if you make a mistake and it's your fault and it affects me, I expect you to make an effort to fix that. And so if someone does that, I'm totally grateful. And like, I, I think just as highly of them as if there was no mistake, but the second they start getting all defensive and they won't fix a problem that they caused, that's just what pisses me off. It's like, I, I'm, I'm the most, I'm reasonable. I'm okay. If you make mistakes, like you don't have to be perfect. Just you make the mistake, make up for it. Like, yeah. Apologies are really good with that. Too, too many companies are, they try to blame you. They try to like, yeah. try to convince you that you're in the wrong. It's like, buddy, yeah. that's just not the case. <laughs> I've got, I've got the paperwork here. I've got the evidence. <laughs> just admit it and make the situation right. And you know, what's so dumb too. That sort of stuff drives away a lifelong customer. Like, is it really worth the $50 that you scammed this particular person like in your case was it really worth the a hundred dollars if you're gonna lose out on a customer for the rest of their time doing xyz it's so dumb yeah yeah and and also another thing that really bothers me as well why do these you know peons working for the company care that they're cutting into their corporate overlords bottom line (laughs) like why the hell do you care if some <laughs> random dude gets a hundred dollars back, which he deserves, like, oh, thanks, you just made the CEO who's getting the CEO of Hertz who's making fifty million dollars a year another hundred dollars. Congratulations! You're, it's not like you're gonna get promoted up the chain. Yeah, Absolutely it's bonkers, ridiculous. It's it's crazy. It's just the deterioration of customer service across the board in in favor of the bottom line. It's it sucks. Hopefully there's going like to be a pendulum pendulum shift back towards good customer service. Uh, good customer service even if it means cutting into the bottom line of the company cuz that's what right. keeps a customer around. Like there's there's certain brands that I'll buy like Patagonia stuff. Patagonia, 
I they make good stuff and they also stand by it. And if you like rip it or whatever, you send it in, it gets repaired. It's just all easy peasy. There's just like certain brands where I feel absolutely no qualms at all paying an extra, you know, double for it over another cheaper brand if I'm going to get good customer service alongside it and a good warranty or whatever it may be. Right. And you ask, you ask anyone like, and you look at any date on, on what's, what's cheaper getting a new, acquiring a new customer or keeping an existing customer. It's always keeping an existing customer. Mm -hmm. Like getting a new customer is, is really expensive. And the additional benefit of keeping that customer is just word of mouth. Yeah. Oh, like which, you know, rental car company do you use? Oh, I use this one because they have great service. I've never had an issue with them. And, or when I do have an issue with them, it's easy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Way too much stuff being cheaply made or cheap service, whatever it is at the, at the cost of like, integrity of the business or integrity of the product and it's such a shame because it just generates a whole bunch of waste too wasted time wasted materials like you're never going to get that hour and a half back where you had to read off a sentence to some brain dead peon for like 50 times in a row yeah and and that guy's never going to get that time back either yep it's just so dumb hurts man yeah not not a fan not a fan at all i just don't even understand what it, what boggles my mind is their website it just it should have just said oh no you can't rent a car okay thanks for letting me know like right or, or benefit, even what benefit did it offer them to have me come in there and then get angry at the guy right exactly and if like, no, like let's no, say they no. do they do overbook or something like like, like we were saying, like, if they could at least send you a courtesy, courtesy message when they know that they're not going to have a car for yeah. you, so you don't waste your time coming, and then make the effort to, hey, we can, we, here's this alternative plan. We can rebook you at this other location um, for no extra charge, and here's, like, a one-car upgrade. Like, it's, it's, like, that's all it takes. Nick, you don't understand. That would make too much sense. <laughs> they're not trying to do that. They're trying to be grade a idiots has it been cooling down in tejas it's been like fluctuating back and forth well we we were like a bit of a hot spell here for the past week yeah the last week was pretty hot like what 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 did it get down for you guys we were at like like 80s for the week last yeah we were that's what kind of what we were at there was like two days maybe like a week or two ago where it dropped down to like 60 yeah and it was actually it was actually cold and and then it went back up. I was like, dang, it's really hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's back down today, though, for us. We're da- down to the 60s again. So yeah. that's like, that's like, that's a great, great temperature. It's like, I don't have to turn on the heat or the cooling because the house, you know, probably stays around like 70. Mm-hmm. can just let it ride and uh, go outside and be comfortable. And yeah, mid, mid 60s are a great temperature because you can do pretty much anything. Yeah. Like maybe you can't go swimming at the beach, but uh I mean you can. It might not be particularly comfortable. <laughs> but you you've been doing any uh you've been back uh back to your parents' house at all since uh since I was there? Do any more 
surfing um, over there? I'm trying to think. No, not really. I was just back like in transit from the airport because okay. I flew I flew back from Boston to there um, just because the flight was like $25. <laughs> I was like, dang. Nice. Was that Spirit? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Spirit. I- Spirit gets a bad rap, bro. And like I was in the midst. Of, okay. I will say like they're screw up a couple summers back where they canceled like 1200 flights that was pretty bad and i was in the midst of that me and james were trying to fly up to uh visit our aunt and uncle in rhode island and we got stuck in the airport for like essentially a day and a half with all the cancellations and and that was nutty but spirit gets a real bad rap like you know what you're paying for and you're getting i 100 percent agree it, it's people are always like oh man the seats are this that and they, they don't let you fly with the a suitcase or whatever they try nickel and dime you for everything and it's like that's the whole point of it it's, it's for if you want the most bare bones flying experience for the most bare bones price also it's really not that hard if you're going somewhere for less than a week like anywhere from you know two to four days, maybe even five days, it's pretty damn easy to pack all the stuff you need in just a backpack. Yeah. People just pack so much stuff. It's crazy. Bring so much stuff on the flights. And it's for when they're going somewhere for not a very long portion of time. Right. Yeah. I, I would pack for a week, a week for work. And I gotta pack like pants, it's like because I gotta wear pants every day. And yeah, uh, like, I pack that nicer, all. Nicer, kind of like business casual. Yeah, and like, nicer clothes and like some decent shoes. And I pack all of that for for a week a week trip to work and be totally fine. Meanwhile, you got so. people with like eight suitcases. They're bringing like their pots and pans. Bringing their yeah. dogs, bro. <laughs> The amount of people that fly with those little rat dogs, it's, it's out of control. People definitely abuse the... Uh, oh, man. The, no, I, know, the I know on planes, I think you anxiety can... Anxiety animals plane, or whatever. What are they called? What do they call them? The Emotional support. No, no, no. Yeah. Service animals are different. Like, if somebody's blind... No, no, they, they, they are, are but, yeah. but people who... Pe- people abuse... Like, I, I was walking into, like, a... I don't know, like a TJ Maxx or something, and someone came in with a dog and the person who was, who was like greeting people, like they know, they know what the policy is and they like, so they know like what is supposed to happen for service dogs. Like they know they're supposed to, uh, you know, be wearing something or like, there's supposed to be something to indicate that. Um, and this person was just like, had their dog in like a, like a stroller or something. And they, the person was like, Oh, sorry. Like you're, you're not allowed to have dogs in here. And they're like, Oh, it's a, it's a support dog and or a service dog and the the employee was like okay well just so you know service dogs are not supposed to be in like a carrier like that that's how it works um she was like i'll i'll allow it this time but (laughs) she's like i I know damn well that's not a service dog you're just bringing your rat dog in a stroller Yeah, yeah get that rat dog out of here I hate when people have dogs in strollers or all any of that sort of. It's a goddamn dog. It's an animal that's supposed to walk on its own. I yeah, and it probably wants to. Like it most it, definitely does. 
it's not good for it not to. No, like, yeah, exactly. You're it's, just being selfish because you want you want like a little doll that you can play yeah. with that's shaped like a dog. And, and you want the attention. You want the attention from everybody else. Right. Let it live like a dog. Have fun. Like you're looking over in that stroller expecting to see a baby. You see a rat dog. Like what? That, that, <laughs> that, that's always a spit take for me. It's like, God damn. How are people this dumb? And how, how do you waste your money on that too? Like a, a baby can't walk, bro. You try to take your baby into the store like walking in. No, some nine month old baby's not going to do jack. You need a stroller. Strollers are for babies because they cannot move can't move on their own for a dog bro get out of here yeah the the abuse and you know it doesn't make any sense either the fact that the emotional support dog it's like oh i have anxiety so i need this emotional support dog to help with that what if somebody in the place that you're visiting is <laughs> deathly afraid of dogs that you just create that's emotional creation of anxiety dog what if they're afraid of dogs what if they got mauled by a dog when they're a kid or something? I, like it's so one-sided. Also in like restaurants and stuff, it's just not hygienic. Like obviously the like we said before, there's a class of dog like true service dogs where those people need it. It's like a medical necessity almost. But those those type of dogs are very few and far between. And also like you said. They have a very distinct um, appearance, like whatever they have to wear, so that it's really easily identifiable that that's what that dog is for. Yeah, you're you're not fooling me that a Chihuahua is either a service dog or can support you emotionally. A Chihuahua cannot possibly provide any comfort <laughs> to any human. It can only provide more anxiety. There's no possible way that that can be soothing or comforting. No, you have a little. Not a little a rat dog that wants to bite your face off. Yeah, it's it's a wild world we live in. Did I, did I tell you that? Uh, How do people have the money to spend on those dogs too? They probably just don't have kids, or they neglect uh, their kids in yeah. favor of and the, pampering their dog. Yeah. But did Did I tell you that? Uh, so I forget. Have you met Have you met Rugby, our dog? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've met him a couple times. Okay. Not, yeah. So, not too many times. So he's got like a while ago. Okay. Yeah. He, he's got like every medical condition under the sun. He's got, you know, sideways legs and uh, tears his ACL all the time. He's allergic to, to beef. And, uh, you know, he's always got some, he's always got something wrong. Um, he's also severely autistic, <laughs> which is, you know, it's charming. He's very smart, but it's 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 crazy how closely it parallels like autism in humans, like the fixation on things and the, you know, the getting getting fearful and sort of lashing back out when you get afraid, type, you know, um, but he's got he's got all sorts of stuff. Um, but he uh, he recently he went to the vet and it turns out he's like completely blind now. Um, so he needs a CNI dog. So, yeah. So he's been like bumping into things apparently. And like, he just can't see anything anymore. Um, and, and he, he has not, he's not been a good dog. I mean, like we, you know, we love him and stuff, but he, he has not, he's been, 
he has not been a, a what I would call a good dog. He's he's pretty selfish. Especially and, uh, compared to Goldie too. Goldie yeah, was like, like the sweetest dog ever. Right. He's certainly not the lab mix that the the shelter would have had us believe. You know, eight eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, totally bamboozled <laughs> you guys. There. But uh, but you know, so so he's got uh, so he's blind, and so they went to the vet, and they were like, okay, we can do. He's got cataracts or something, so we can do surgery uh, and and help him see better, but it'll be eight thousand dollars. And I'm like, oh he's like a he's like a God. nine nine year old dog, and I'm like, yeah, and he's a yeah. big dog too. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, like the you know, you it's probably a gradual process going blind. It's not like he's suddenly blind and like scared. Like he's had time to adapt. He's old, and I know the second. The second, if my parents were to pay for that surgery, the second they do that, he would go run out in the yard and get like eaten by a beaver. Like he would, he would just go and die immediately just to spite my parents. Cause that's like the type of dog he is, is like, and, and now if he, uh, uh, if they don't pay for anything though, he's going to live forever. Like he's gonna, he's just going to bug them and plague them with like all these health things that they're going to have to like smaller things that they're going to have to do. Like, okay. Uh, 500 bucks here, a thousand bucks here, this medication, he's going to drag that out for so long just to be an asshole. Cause that's just who he is. <laughs> but, so, but I was like, I was like, mom, you're paying $8,000 now or $16,000 over the course of the next 20 yeah. years. As I live Honestly, in the world's oldest dog. No, he's going to do that just to be an ass. Like whatever is the most asshole thing he could do is what he's going to do. So, um, yeah, it's funny though. My mom, my mom's like, she's had dogs all her life, and she's like, I, I can't do another dog after this. Yeah. It's just way too. I mean, well, they got a thousand for her. Yeah, it's like crazy, and it's so ex- so incredibly expensive. Like he like hates all women. the medication. Yeah, he's also racist. Yeah, he's <laughs> racist as well. <laughs> he's he's very clearly racist. Oh, um, even though I, he I can't, even though he's blind. <laughs> it's like that minorities you know that dave chappelle have you seen that one where uh did you watch any like dave chappelle skits yeah. ever oh yeah uh, from, uh what's it called um uh what was the show chappelle, chappelle show, show. <laughs> okay <laughs> should have been obvious um uh from chappelle's show um he there's the the one it's like clayton bigsby or something yeah He's yeah, yeah. Blind. He's the blind, like, KKK leader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's rugby. That's Clayton pretty much rugby. rugby. Yeah, Clayton yeah. Rugby. Oh, man. Yeah, it's wild. How old did Goldie live to be? She was probably solid, like, 12. Yeah. Pretty, pretty standard for a lab, I feel like. Yeah. She was a great dog. What, what was the dog that you had? What breed was the dog you had before that? German Shepherd, right? Yeah, we got like uh he was maybe like a nine or ten year old German Shepherd when we got him. I think his owner had passed away and had had a couple of dogs. And so uh we found out about it and and got got the German Shepherd. So he only lived we only had him for like a year or two before he died, but he was a great dog. I mean, I I think German Shepherds are probably they're they're just they're protective and like they, they care for you and they're just they're just good overall from from my experience as a four year old whatever i remember from from that but, yeah they're really smart too yeah they they they're you trained Belgian Malinois. they're like german shepherd's meth cousin 
They're like their <laughs> crystal meth, methed out cousin. Dude, those I things are you. wild. Those are the ones that um, a lot of like law enforcement agencies and like military use. They're basically like oh. uh, skinnier, less like shorter hair version of a German shepherd, but with oh. crazy amounts of energy. Like German shepherds are a lot more chill. I remember a, couple, a few years ago there was some some uh, you know military dog that took down like some some like ISIS or Al Qaeda like kingpin or something. I, I remember that being in the news. I wonder if that was one of one of those or what kind. Probably. Of... I think they use them a lot in like uh, the special ops. So that would yeah, that's what I love a, a working dog. They look <laughs> so happy too. You know, like they're so much happier than than dogs that are pampered and don't do anything and just sit inside all day. Right. Like I feel, feel bad for any dogs that are forced to live in an apartment where their owner goes to work and they just sit there all day doing nothing in a little box. Yeah. The animal, you know, it's every instinct it has is saying roam around and do stuff. That's like a farm yeah. dog. I love seeing like a farm dog. Oh, I, I love a farm. I, I can't wait to to have a have a farmer at some point and just have a a, a fifteen year old farm dog that's like fifteen for like ten years and <laughs> and just roams around like makes friends with the animals and yeah, is is blind but knows the farm so well it just yeah. gets around. There's something something soothing about seeing an old farm dog just chilling yeah. on the porch. That's the crazy thing about when I visited you down in Texas and we were just driving between Houston and Austin. Like once you get out of that secondary beltway of Houston and it's just all land. Yeah. I wonder how yeah. cheap it is in like the cheapest area of, well, actually that's probably out West Texas. It's probably super cheap because it's all desert, but um, yeah, it like per, the price per acre, you can probably get just like tons of land for not a lot of money. Yeah, I think, and I think the like if you want to, I mean, compared to buying like a a plot of land for a house, it's going to be like probably really insignificant for a similar amount of space. I think the problem mm -hmm. is like there's. There's nothing you can like. There's no water lines yeah, or no utilities or anything. Nothing. So it's like you can get the land, but it's really only good for if you're like you have cattle that like graze yeah, or something. And not even good for probably you know agriculture. I, I think it's mostly just just cattle grazing out here. Because I, I remember when I went to like Minnesota, it was like the same thing. You would drive, you know, you would get out of the city and you start driving, and it's just farms everywhere. But those farms all were growing crops. Like it was yeah crops everywhere yeah that's wild to think of just that whole corridor of the united states is just an agricultural powerhouse <laughs> <clears throat> and there's nothing else there like there's literally yeah. nothing else going on except for corn yeah it's crazy how much space that, i mean it, it makes i mean we got a lot of people but it's like it's like literally like a huge percentage of all of those states is just crops that like are for for not for only for being people, but also for all the livestock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like grown at all. Takes up so much space. Yeah, that in California, like California has a lot of yeah a lot of farms out there too. Not along the the coast, obviously, but coastal farm would be cool.
actually there there was a uh so I, when i went to hawaii there was we went horseback riding plantations we we stopped by it i i had the suspicion before we got there but it's it's just i mean it's it's super corporatized like it's uh, it's dull it's like a big corporation and you know they're there, there ain't no mom and pop pineapple farms. Yeah, there. it's and and I, I'm, I they probably have a pretty sketchy history. I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I remember he, like reading about some of this stuff in like U.S. history, but yeah, I, so so like, yeah, absolutely, probably murked all those those native yeah. Hawaiians. So so we like we we went there, but we didn't pay for anything or do any of the tours. We just yeah. So I'm sure those um, pineapples there taste delicious though. Yeah, probably. Some we, we got some good pineapples. good like roadside fruit at some like yeah. uh you know road stands and stuff. But there's a whole bunch of yeah. like uh food trucks and stuff there too, right? In Hawaii. <sighs> there may be I didn't see like too many. Uh but I mean we Oh we you know what it is? Part. I think I'd I think our friends here, their family who lives in Hawaii, one of their like cousins owns a food truck. So maybe there's okay. not. It's just I've heard a lot about Hawaiian food truck. A, a Hawaiian food truck in particular. <laughs> and I've somehow extrapolated that to there's tons of food trucks in Hawaii. You said you went during the you're originally supposed to go to Maui, right? And it was right during the wildfire thing. Yeah, it was like maybe like a week or two uh, after that. So yeah, so we we didn't go to Maui, but I, I hear Maui's Maui's really it's really real nice, but it's not burning down. Yeah, it's not set ablaze. And you said the you said the volcano was also dormant, right? It was like the rare dormant period yeah, in the past like five yeah, we thousand the, years, like the one day the volcano that was dormant. Yeah, continue been continuously erupting for five thousand years. Just decided to take a two month break when we went, and then start right back up. So, um, yeah, so it was taking it a little bathroom break. Yeah, gotta re- refuel. What was your favorite part of that trip? I always like stuff with water, so I I really like just like snorkeling. So like we went to a couple of beaches and just. You know, snor- went went from from the the shore and just went snorkeling. Mm. Um, it's just, it, it's always just like mind. Like I could I could snorkel for for hours just looking at stuff. Like there's so much cool stuff. It's yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's also fun too with like the snorkel too and like diving down when you come back up and you yeah you the the launch. And it's fun with the fins too. Like, oh yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. Realize how how fast you can swim with those fins until you you know you start getting the motion down. Have you ever seen the free diver fins? They're like huge. Oh yeah, for the people that do like the free diving world records and like try to get as deep as possible. Yeah, they're yeah, free and they, You must be able to absolutely cook in those things. I'd like to learn how to free dive because i'd like to try spear fishing out because i oh I yeah normal fishing already and spear fishing just looks it's like snorkeling plus getting some dinner yeah so that looks pretty sweet where where can you go spear fishing 
you can go here. Uh, it's like the visibility is terrible, but there's like so certain wrecks. And also if the conditions are good, like every once in a while, there's, there's better water clarity. But I think the prime time spots, at least in the U.S., is like California and then um, Florida Keys. Um, you can probably do it in most of Florida, like most of Southern Florida. Florida Keys being the best, the Caribbean. You can probably do it pretty. Um, there's probably good water visibility in Mexico too, on both sides, Pacific and Atlantic. But yeah, it it all just comes down to the water clarity, really. And the water clarity here is pretty dog buns most okay. of the time. There's there's like blue water stuff too. That's a little more intense, where you need a. A, a boat and you're going out real far and then like what you do there is you're just basically like sitting in the water column waiting for stuff to swim by but that's like wahoo and tuna and the big guys so that's that's some more heavy duty stuff but okay, so you're you're in like deep water and you wait yeah for so like people it's like pelagic species so that's for like that's like the real heavy duty spear fishing like they'll hunt huge tunas like 150 pound tunas or wahoo or marlin or wh whatever it is and that's out just like in probably 20 30 miles offshore 30 40 miles offshore and i think what they do is they they like chum up the water and then they have these little flasher things which are basically remember those little toys that you threw in the pool and they kind of sink slowly and then okay, yeah swim around and grab them it's basically that but it's really shiny so it looks like a, a fish and it fish scales and it attracts the attention of the predator fish so they'll like swim in to check it out and you just basically are posting up there with a gun there's a lot of cool videos online of it i like watching that sort of stuff but it's scary because that's when like <laughs> the sharks pull up too yeah and uh especially like bull sharks um you People will like shoot the fish. And so it's not actually the blood that sharks are attracted to as much. Like they can smell the blood, of course, but they have a, a, a organ in their body. It's, a, I forget what it's called. It's like the low, I forget what it's called. It has some like fancy Latin name, but it's basically like an electrical sensor. So they can detect the electrical um, impulses going on in the muscles of living creatures and so when oh. a fish starts freaking out and swimming erratically that's what they sense and so when you shoot it with a spear gun they start wigging out <laughs> and that attracts the sharks and they that's what they come in for so a lot of the times in like the pretty sharky spots especially in like florida and stuff because sharks are smart like they they've learned to identify like boats with feeding time because they can just like snatch up fish that are either on the hook or on the spear but people will go down in pairs and basically like someone will shoot a fish and then you have somebody go down and they're on like defense and they just like you basically like poke away the sharks as they're trying because they'll they're they're interested in the fish they're not really interested in the person but right when you're holding the fish and it goes and bites at it it's like it's not like oh i'm just gonna just aim for this fish uh get your hands stuck in there too so but I, i've seen there's this one guy on youtube his name's joey antonelli and he goes and he'll like there's also 
I've seen videos of him doing spear fishing for this type of fish called a cobia, which swims with sharks. They kind of like are scavengers around sharks a little bit. You know, like you know remoras, the ones that stick on. You ever seen yeah, those? Yeah. Like the ones that with the suction cup that stick onto the side of sharks. They look yeah. like big versions of those. Basically, they don't have the sucker, but they kind of look similar. Um, and they'll cruise around with sharks. And this dude will swim up to the shark and shoot these cobia fish that are like two feet swimming away from a shark. Got like a big bull shark too, like 400-pound bull shark. This guy's wild. Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. But it looks like a lot of fun, the spear fishing. And also there's something really... I don't know, meditative about holding your breath too. I don't know if you've ever done like the trying to swim across the pool. Oh yeah. Bottom, <laughs> like back in your swim days. Yeah. We used to, I was never very, I, I could never hold my breath for, for all that long. I feel like I have a, like a high oxygen consumption rate or something. And cause I, but I remember Chris DiPietro, he could, he could hold his breath for like, he could do at least like three full laps back and forth of the pool. Um, and I would just do like one and he would just like sit at the, he could sit at the bottom of the pool and he could blow those bubble, uh, those like circular, uh, bubble bubble rings rings. and he would go and swim through them. So I've done that while scuba diving. I I can't do that with freed, you know, without the, without the gear. Dude, you should uh, try scuba diving out. Like at, uh, I, I got certified because I was like my last semester of school. I had electives to burn and that was one of them they offered was like a scuba certification course and that was cool. how, how does it work do you have to be certified to to go out and do it like yeah or... well i think there's like certain programs where you can do it without being certified but you can only go up to a certain depth and like you have the person go along with you or whatever but the certification was really quite simple it's just you do uh in class thing like i think the way it, ours was it was spaced out over the course of a semester but there's there's ones where you can do it in like two days um, okay and it's just like two full days and you just do those two classroom sessions and then uh or well it's like it's not really classroom it's more like in the pool um maybe there's like a slight classroom aspect to it but you just do like in a pool you gear up and do all these particular techniques and, and and learn how to do certain things. Like if you lose your, um, what's it called? The, the breather thing. I forget the exact name, but how to like trace it back. Or if your goggles get knocked off, there's a way that you can like put them back on and then you can clear them out as well underwater by using the oxygen. Like you basically like blow bubbles into your mask to clear the water out. Uh, so there's, there's certain things like that and just how not to panic and, and stay calm and all that sort of stuff or, or drop the weights too. Like if you get caught on something and then once you do all the kind of the checklist of different skills, then you go out and you do the certification dives, which is just out in the ocean on, or wherever it doesn't necessarily need to be an ocean. You could do it in a lake or something too, but yeah, that sounds cool. The, one place where I, I, I was wishing I, I was already certified was when we went to Mexico and they're, they have like the, I don't know if you know what cenotes are, um, but they're like these like 
cave, you know, underground cave system. Some of them are like, you know, there it's like a big hole in the yeah. ground and then like a big pool of water, but some of them kind of go back into like a whole cave system and it's like, you know, partially above water, partially below water, but they had like you could go scuba diving in them. Um, and it looked really cool. Like we, we went swimming in some of them and, and, you know, looked around, but there was a whole like other section of the cave where that was blocked off. Cause you got to go scuba diving and like, it looks wild. You got all the underwater stalactites and stuff. And, oh, that sounds um, awesome. some weird cave fish probably. Uh, but it seems super yeah, cool. I'm just looking them up right now in the images, like Google images. Those are oh yeah, super cool. It's like in the Avatar movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's literally. It's so clear. Otherworldly, crystal clear. That would be an awesome place to go. Yeah, it's it 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 really does not take too long, and it's not that expensive. I think it's like a couple hundred bucks, several hundred bucks. The, I mean, it's expensive to do, but it's not anymore. It's it's cheaper than like going snowboarding or skiing or something like that. Right. To, to rent all the equipment and and go out on the boat. It's usually you know it's it's not a cheap hobby by any means, but it's not crazy expensive. And I think for what you get out of it, since it's so unique, and you really get to kind of explore things that you'd never have the opportunity to otherwise. But it's yeah. just, it's basically, you know, snorkeling, but you can push the limits even more and see cooler stuff and just hang around on the bottom. Yep. It's interesting as well, like learning all the the dangers of it, like the bends and decompression sickness and all that, like how you can't, you know, you have to wait and decompress at certain depths so that the nitrogen, your... Uh, the gases in your your blood don't overexpand too fast. It's interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's another one of those things. It's like, how the hell did people figure this out? Like, there's a lot of people that died to figure out <laughs> how, how to do this stuff. Because I remember reading about when they were building some bridge. I don't know where exactly it was. Maybe it was the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't, I don't know. But when they were doing the pilings for it, cause, so they sent the people down, right? into like underneath the water to construct those pilings for like the pylons for the bridge. Yeah. And people were just like coming up on the elevator shaft and dying. It's because of the decompression. Like, yeah, nobody had a clue what was going on back then. That's just like so many different things too, different illnesses, different diseases. Yeah. And I bet you, I bet you people like people from, you know, older civilizations and stuff who, particularly by you know like the ocean where they do a lot of diving like they're probably well aware they probably yeah you know maybe didn't know the science behind it but they probably all all knew like you got to come up slowly when you're doing like a deep dive like well for free diving I i don't think it matters for free diving oh really yeah because like what you go down with is what you come up with but since the air's pressurized in uh scuba diving it's different Oh yeah, because free diving, like I, I'm fairly sure. I don't know at the if about the people that go to the crazy depths because it's just like whatever is in the surf, like at the surface. When you go down in a free dive, it just that air gets compressed and decompressed at the same rate. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay. But in a scuba tank, it's already compressed. So when you go down, it's at that level. It's like already compressed, but when you go up, it uncompresses to what it's not typically at. Okay. It, it, it's kind of, I think it would be easier to see in like a diagram. I'm not doing it justice explaining it with words. Yeah. And I'm looking it up now. Yeah. No, that's, that's it. I, I didn't realize. I didn't, I thought it was uh, just something related to, you know, the pressure and, your lungs and blood and stuff like that. I didn't realize it was a byproduct related to the 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 tank and the pressurized air. Yeah, but yeah, speaking of those those natives that live by the ocean and did a lot of like diving and foraging for stuff for food or whatever it may be, those people are crazy. Oh, I, yeah. I remember watching this documentary and it was about some, I don't know where it was, probably in like Polynesia or Indonesia or something. And the dude just basically like walks along the bottom and he can hold his breath for like eight minutes. Easy peasy. And he goes and just hunts like stingrays and fish and stuff. Not like with a spear gun, with like a literal spear. And he's just walking along the bottom like looking for stuff. It's always amazing to think of all of the the different tribes and, and natives and stuff from back then and all of that knowledge, like we, we think of them as primitive, but their knowledge of a particular ecosystem in the environment that they live in is just so far surpasses anybody's knowledge nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they know what every single plant, what every single animal looks like and does and when you can use it maybe this particular plant you can use as a medicine if you mix it up with something else and it's like you just learned about that stuff as a little kid being in that tribe right yeah and then and then you just probably had a bunch of europeans then went there saw they were doing that like stole it and then uh exploited it for money or something yeah then gave them some smallpox blankets gave them diseases was I telling you about that book that I was reading a while back where it was like guns, germs, steel? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought I was telling you about that. Yeah, that was it. I think you'd find that book interesting. Okay. It's very similar to what we're talking about now and just kind of like the old civilizations and versus modern Western civilization and, and all that sort of stuff and why certain ones failed and why certain ones prospered. The key is you need a leader that is the strongest primate high schooler. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Did you wind up finishing it? I'm on, I watched season one. So season one was on Hulu and then season. So I had to find season two elsewhere, but I watched season two. Dude, Um, (laughs) isn't the end so whack? There's no reason for there to be any conflict. I'm trying to. I again, like he's I'm like, like he's like trying memory, to save but... his sister, and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah. who has had the skill set to save your sister this entire time? Yeah, no, it was you made an enemy out of him. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He's playing the the long game. Yeah, he's playing the real long game. He's still playing I, the long game. I I didn't understand that part. Oh yeah, it got so whack. It's the most realistic, unrealistic show of all time. Yeah. I really like when they're 
making the sulfa drug in season one. Yeah, like that whole arc, that was interesting, and like how they had to harvest that material near the the volcano or like the gaseous place or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like all of season one, all of season one. But like you said, the key to your civilization's survival is having the strongest primate, primate high schooler. It's the only second need. strongest will not do. Yeah, no, not a shot. Strongest marsupial high schooler, no shot. That's a good show. I think season three is coming out or has come out. I don't know. I think it might have come out. Uh, yeah, there's like I'm, there's like a like an hour long special too. I think after season yeah. two that I need to watch. Oh, the whole thing with uh, his father was awesome too. Oh yeah, that was awesome. And the um, the CD. Yeah, the, yeah. The record. Yeah, that was. Uh, I'm a big fan. Big fan of that that whole little mini arc. That was cool. Yeah, Doctor Stan. <laughs> The strongest prime. What he freaking <laughs> solos those lions too. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Got to leave leave it to those Japanese to come up with some wild stories. <laughs> Did you watch the Attack on Titan finale? No, not yet. Oh, it's it's good. You should give that a okay. watch. Is that is that that's like the last the yeah, last episode? It, it, Okay. The, the end. Did you see like the the previous one? It was like a special, it was like an hour long. Maybe? I think I, I think I have I think I've gotten like up to that point, and okay. I I haven't watched either of those. Yeah, um, no, there's like I, there's like a part one and part two, like hour long, and then this one that most recently came out it was like an hour and a half long, and that's okay the very end. But it's, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Sh- I I like the just the the mystery behind everything and like you slowly start to like learn more and it's uh it's just really well written like the characters are all good the plot's really well done and also it's just like you said that slow reveal like there's after every episode you want to see the next one because it's always like a little mini cliffhanger that keeps you going on the next one you always find out like one little detail and it does a really good job of like layering in the foreshadowing as well little details that you pick up on yeah, it's really good. Did you see a new uh, Modern Warfare game came out? I think I was watching some clips and and looking. They have all the old, the old Modern Warfare two maps in the new game. Oh really? Uh, I heard that yeah. the Modern Warfare three campaign was absolute trash. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that it was complete trash. Yeah. I think apparently the whole game was supposed to just be a DLC or something for Modern Warfare two. Yeah, that's what and... that's what my brother was telling me. And then they just said, psych, we're going to make this full price. Wait a we second. want our money. You had some executive who, who came in, like, blew the minds of everyone. People were like, okay, we could release this, like, $30 DLC. And then some executive comes in and is like, hold up. Let me, let me show you this graph. This graph is sales at $30. This graph is sales if we put it at $70. And everyone <laughs> cheered and gave him an award. And uh, It was like that scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I'm staying. That's a great. What movie. if we made more money? Yeah. What My if we God. sold the exact same thing, but for more money? Yeah, I feel like consumers are. I mean, obviously, I think the blame lies with you know corporations doing all the, the sketchy stuff, but I think consumers don't do themselves any. Oh, they're uh, not doing themselves a service. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in rampant consumerism is part of the problem. 
Yeah, you, if you keep buying FIFA Ultimate Team card packs, like, you know, it's no wonder EA, who's a publicly traded company with obligations to shareholders, are going to exploit you and, uh, you know, keep trying to sell you more card packs by without making the game actually any good. You know what me and James played the other day? Fortnite. Because the Fortnite <laughs> OG came out. Yeah, me and James caught an easy dub, too. Really? Because there's like bots and stuff in it too now. Like not everybody, not everything's a bot, but there's like, they added bots to like fluff out the the lobbies, I guess. So you'll like be fighting some actual people. Then all of a sudden you'll see some bot, like, you know, walking around in circles and you just pop. (laughs) It's funny. It's, I was talking with TJ about it the other day though. I was like, it's absolutely did you ever play it when it first came out i played like the first week yeah it's, it's absolutely unrecognizable from from when uh i first played it like when it first came out don't that they have like a whole year. like game game creation engine yeah, like, with exactly it? so the home page of it is it almost looks like youtube's home page there's like little thumbnails for different game modes it it honestly looks like youtube's homepage with all of these little mini game modes that people have created and it's just wacky stuff too i'm guessing it's built out it's almost like forge mode to the extreme yeah i I respect that if if halo would just implement something like that it would be so much more fun like all like crazy game modes and like user created stuff but they just they just won't do that i mean it helps that fortnite is owned by epic which owns the game engine but yeah I don't know what game, everyone's gonna know. have their own game engine that they use to make the game. So yeah, I don't know what Halo. I don't know if Halo's game engine is in house. It might be. Let me look that up real quick. Which game engine is Halo Infinite? Slips. Okay, yeah, they have their own. Yeah, they have their own game engine. Yeah, they should. There's nothing stopping them from doing the same thing. I heard yeah, there's I a big Halo Infinite update that came out. Uh. Made baby. <laughs> I don't remember. I haven't played in a while, so I I heard that. I mean, yeah, they they've made some improvements. There's it's still just, no map voting, though, right? No, it, they just won't do the do simple thing. Map voting. They won't do like good community playlists with like fun game modes like Rocket Hog Race and Griff Ball, and they won't do like they won't do voting, and they won't do man uh just like the the og it's, stuff that was so much easy fun. wins out here like th- these are some easy wins to capitalize on and I, what i don't know is maybe they're trying fun. to stretch it out for like stretch the game out to last like five plus years or something so they're they're just slowly releasing stuff to try to keep it yeah but, but the thing is like I don't know. there's no harm in releasing it now and expanding the player base yeah because exactly. that's what's gonna keep the game alive that's why apex and fortnite have done so well is because it's just like constant major updates right like and, and there's a reason why like like in, if you look at even just like stuff like twitch i feel like is a pretty good indication of like how well a game is mm-hmm. like thriving, just like how many viewers that game has. Like Halo's way, way down. Like it's be- it's below like it's below like Scooby Doo, like from <laughs> PS2. And I'm like, how is it? How is this possible? Yeah. Like like a 20 year old game or something you know, is beating Halo Infinite at, at like streaming. And it's like, I feel like you kind of got to make a game that people 
not only want to play, but I feel like, I feel like streaming is a big part, a big part of game popularity too. And like getting people interested, like having good content. Like, I feel like that's part of why Minecraft was so, uh, so successful was because there was a huge YouTube community, like posting videos around it. Like I watched Minecraft videos growing up. Oh, and also, like you said, like the, the community around it in the streaming and the YouTube and all that it all centers around the ability to do like fresh unique creative stuff and that's what forge mode should be allowing to do like they have everything all the ingredients for success here they're just not implementing it yeah. out of who knows why but forge mode like halo reach forge mode halo 3 forge mode those were huge it was oh, just yeah. there's so much stuff coming out so many different maps so many different like custom game modes and stuff like that and those were big on youtube back in the day and that's before youtube was as big as it was but yeah it, it, they really need to take a page out of the apex and fortnite and playbook and leave it more so in the hands of the community to create interesting stuff going forward and that's what people like the community created stuff and they're just right. doing their most to do the opposite of that yeah and it's like free like like other people yeah. are doing the work for you i know it doesn't make any sense they're like more skins we need more skins same with like like mods like i i was seeing for like starfield i think i was seeing like people were just releasing all these mods to fix bugs and like in like improve the game like not even like crazy mods like you can like fly a dragon in Starfield or something like just yeah, mods like that literally just fix. fixes. Yeah, and they're just like they just release these mods, and it's like why why can't the you know ten billion dollar company who you know game studio who's making making this game address these, but some random dude can, yeah, can figure some out how to mod the game. A nine to five who's like yeah. fixing your game on the side. Yeah, exactly. I think you're going to enjoy the gaming PC once you finally pull the trigger. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on prices. I, I got like I got like price uh the I price got an idea wall. of generally what I want and then like I what, what I like to do when I'm when I'm buying stuff, particularly more for like expensive things too. Like I, I keep a, a close eye on prices just throughout the course of like a few months or like the year. I know I want something and then like and that that way you have sort of a just a general picture of what's a good deal and what's not and then once once it's a good deal you know buying it so I, I got a, I got a good sense of the landscape and what what things cost and what so I once once certain things hit certain prices I'll uh pull the trigger so I'm hoping that you know Black Friday time period you're probably gonna see stuff. a lot of sales starting in the next week yeah, I keep your eye out because some sometimes even those sales before are better than yeah. Uh, the, the I, there, there was one I, I there was a Micro Center deal for for a, a CPU I, I wanted to get and it was like an insane deal and I was like okay tomorrow I'm gonna go to Micro Center this was like two days ago I was like okay tomorrow I'm gonna go to Micro Center and get it and then by the next day it was just like gone the deal so but I, it'll probably come back. I, Nice to have a micro center. Honestly, I keep an eye on the micro center stuff because micro center, for the most part, has the best deals. Yeah. If you have one nearby, and I'm pretty sure you do. 
yeah, it's like 15 minutes away. It's huge to have a, I love like, I honestly have never, I don't even know if I've bought anything at micro center. I just, I just love the idea of it and going it's, there and a, around old school style store too. Yeah. And it's always packed. Like it, it's always like, there are always people there. Like it's a good experience. It's kind of like what Best Buy used to be like. Yeah. Like Best Buy in the early 2000s, man, that was a cool place to be. Best Buy and Toys R Us, bro. Oh, man. That whole West Hartford little stretch oh, yeah. there. Me and my brothers knew it was going to be a good day when we were driving by there. <laughs> that was awesome. I think that's a good wrapping up point. Yeah. Been on the comms for, for a minute. That was fun. We definitely got to do this more regularly. And I yeah, want get to get my brothers on, TJ and Dan and stuff. You can do like a group ones, but I feel like uh, just kind of doing a, a little weekend review type thing, just chatting, just yeah, hanging seems, around. Seems it's like a good excuse just to, yeah, just to talk and catch up and stuff. So, yeah, definitely let me know. I'm, uh, I'm down. Yeah, for sure. And then we'll, I mean, you'll have the PC soon enough. But also, if you want to play Rocket League anytime. Uh, my friend Brody, oh, yeah. he's pretty good as well. I told him we should run me, you, him, and James, and uh, we'd probably do pretty well because he's he's solid. Like he's probably he he does like all the aerial stuff probably a little okay. better than you, but he does not have the defensive game sense. He's very <laughs> attack oriented. Yeah, I'm not so. good at that. Stuff. I can I can play I can play goalie, even though you're not supposed to have goalie, but. That's about all but I can do. We were playing the other day, and we, we had a pretty good run. Not as good as our Switch run, though, the first <laughs> night. Absolutely dog. We were just abusing yeah. the competition. But yeah, I mean, fun. I'm down to play this, this sometime this Halo weekend. Internet. I don't know if you're, you're around, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty open this weekend. Yeah, I think on Saturday, tomorrow I'm pretty busy, but Sunday, Sunday afternoon I'm free pretty much the whole day. All right. So. Sounds yeah, a little Halo Infinite or Rocket League or something. One of the cross-platform games. Yeah. All right. Thanks, amigo. Catch you on the flippity-flop. Thanks yeah. for hopping in, hopping on the comms. Sounds good. All right. All right. I'll catch you later. Thanks, amigo.